1: another scouting report episode for you we're going to eventually be transitioning to some more positional rankings some more topical things that's going to be coming next week but in a final week of doing some mostly just scouting reports and interviews today we've got two linebackers in the class noah sewell from oregon we're also going to do henry toa toa from alabama but before we do though folks i just want to remind you about our presenting sponsor bet online Bet online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season, everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Watch live betting with live betting op- options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite leagues and events. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to join to receive your 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. line where the game starts. All right, Ryan, we've got two fun linebackers today. Uh, I know that this is a pro linebacker show, as you are uh, very interested in talking about linebackers from your past experience of playing the position. And Ryan, two very different guys, though, for talking about the spectrum of play style and size and frame because Sewell is a freaking massive player and Toa Toa is a little bit smaller, a little more nuanced in a way. Ryan, I want to start with Noah Sewell though, uh, who former very highly recruited kid at the University of Oregon listed at six foot two, 253. I don't know if you have a different measurement for him. Saying he's massive might be a bit of an understatement, but he's almost built like a high school guard in a way the way that he's he's framed up with a very just massive broad shoulders um and there's a to not many people's shocking you know expectation here a very strong kid very explosive kid for his size
0: joe the first time i ever saw noah soul was during the polynesian bowl when he was a high school senior and if you think he's big now you should have saw him then dude because he was like a little chunky Mm. when he was a high school senior. Like he looks like, a. uh, honestly, if you would have told me that he would have been a defensive tackle at that point in his career, I would have been like, yeah, I I, I see that. I see that. But obviously he's gotten into much better shape during the course of his Oregon career. And I mean, it's a fascinating backstory. I mean, he's a five-star recruit. He is Penny Sewell's younger brother. Who's already asserted himself as one of the best right tackles in the NFL. One of the best offensive tackles in the NFL. And, he was actually the higher recruit, comparative to Pennie. Penne was like a you know pretty uh, a modest four star recruit. Noah was a pretty much consensus five star recruit coming out, and there were a lot of expectations. I feel like he met them for the most part, and he's been very productive, ultra productive over the last couple years. But he's definitely a throwback type of player right like he's he's definitely I feel like if we were talking about Noah Sewell like 15 years ago you'd be like Noah mm. Sewell's going top 20 like that's what type of player that H- I him like and Jack like Campbell
1: both yes
0: I, I even I even
1: wrote that on my note but no I don't mean to cut you off I no, wrote that on my notes for Campbell mm-hmm. I literally wrote throwback middle linebacker and to your point I think both these guys fit that just massive big bulky frame that you throw in the middle but the thing that makes Sewell different though is it like he moves way better than most of those old school guys did?
0: Yes, yes. He He's a guy that I think on our preseason show, I compared him a little bit to Bobby Wagner. And it's not like to say that he's quite as good an athlete as Bobby Wagner, but Bobby Wagner was a dense dude coming out of Utah State. Stupid athleticism, stupid straight line speed. And I think that that's what you see with Noah Soul. Noah Sewell is a bigger version But, I mean, we have projected him to run somewhere in the 4.5 high to 4.6-something range, right? So, like, this kid's a legit athlete, has really good straight line speed, and I think you see it with his ability to make tackles for loss, to create havoc in the backfield, to be able to work sideline to sideline despite being a 6'2", 6'3", 250-plus pound linebacker. Like, he's a throwback player, but his style is bordering of – what is a modern day linebacker in the sense that he is a supercharged version of what you used to mm. see at middle linebacker. So this kid's a dynamic mover for his size. There's no doubt. I think there are some shades of Bobby Wagner's how he plays.
1: Yeah. The movement skills are really unexpected because you yep. see him on the field and you're like, look, I'm going to, I'm not going to beat around the bush and I'm sure somebody in the comments is going to give me shit for this. I mean, he's, he's, he's still kind of chunky. Like he's not, guy. Yeah. he's in good, he's in good shape, but, you can see the way that he's built that there is some excess weight that he doesn't need. And frankly, I'm going to be straight up here, Ryan. I think he needs to, to, to drop some of that weight. And I'm sure that that is going to be the first thing said to him when he starts his combine prep by the trainers is like, why do you have a gut? Like, wh- why are you holding on to this little bit of extra weight? We want you to be lean. We want you to test well. And you're athletic enough to test well. And that little bit of extra weight is holding you back again, if you look at him and you see him, you can see that he's still hanging on to a little bit of it. And I would argue, I think if he drops that, that's going to make him even more dangerous as a player because he brings to the table outside of the twitchiness, the explosiveness. He's a really freaking strong kid. He yes. is tough to block and he throws himself at, at ball carriers. He is a really strong tackler. He can take some dudes out with his power. Um, that to me is what's scary. If you can Maybe get him a little bit faster by dropping some of that weight, getting rid of some of that excess
0: body fat. He could be a super dangerous linebacker at the next level. Yeah, I mean, I think there's increased flexibility that needs to happen with him. So, I mean, dropping a little bit of weight is a a good idea. I mean, there's no reason in the modern NFL for a middle linebacker to be 254 pounds or 253 pounds, whatever he is right now. I mean, Noah Sola 240. Would be great, right? Two forty-five. Yes. Like because I believe, and again, they're a little bit of a different heights variance. So Bobby Wagner is like six four six foot, like two forty, right? Like two forty. So I mean, Noah Soul getting down to 240, 245 and just kind of trimming up a little bit would probably be a great idea because that's the one quarrel I have with him. Is well, not the only quarrel I have with him. So so this is kind of my brief thoughts about Noah Soul, right? He is okay. Incredibly athletic, explosive. And I think he has pretty good uh stop start. Like I think that out of his out of his stance, out of his trigger, I think he can get to top speed pretty quickly. And he's a downhill kid, not afraid of contact, will split gaps, plays at the point of attack. Like he does all those things really well. So he's a traditional box player. But you also see that he can play in space a little bit more than usual. And I actually think he has pretty solid instincts against the pass. I think that he's had some production in that ballpark. But I think the things that limit him are one, he is super aggressive. So there's some times where when he transitions downhill, he's just going. Like he's not going to redirect, get back into his own coverage, get back into the passing game. Like it's just, it's almost like he sees red all the time. So that limits some upside as far as being able to redirect in space against the pass. Also, I think that the trimming down a little bit would help the flexibility a little bit because, again, stop starts good. But not. I don't always feel like when he's able to flip his hips and change direction that it is as crisp and as easy to get out of those transitions as possible, right? So I think trimming down a little bit, getting a little more flexible, a little more a, l- a little little be- a little better transitions out of his pass drops, I think would be big for him. And then, I mean, at the end of the day, man, you're gonna he's gonna be a little bit of a gambler. He's gonna be a little bit of a seize red type of player. But if you could just mm-hmm ease them back a little bit because I always say that it's easier to rein someone in a little bit than to make them be super aggressive, right? Like even they have it or they don't, he has the aggressive, which is great, but I think you need to rein it in a little bit and say, no, I know you want to get downhill. I know you want to make a collision. I know you want to make the play, but there's going to be some times where in this league when play action is just going to get you completely out of position. You need to be a little bit, a little smarter with how quickly you tra- you get downhill.
1: I don't want to spoil too much when we get to talking about another player, but that's that's kind of why I like Drew Sanders, and we're going to get to him in a little bit because like that's that's something that I heard from my coaches in college that used to, uh, and I know it was on special teams, but like used to emphasize to the full special teams unit, punt, punt return. They used to say if you're going to make a mistake, make it at 100 miles an hour yes. because their thought philosophy is give full effort, go hard, be aggressive. And if you make a mistake going full speed, we can still work like we can work on that. We yep. can improve your decision making. We can improve your technique. We can improve it's everything so that you can make plays. But to your point, I'd much rather have that than a guy who's lethargic. And I don't think Noah Sewell, uh, that was a concern I had in the summer where some of the games I watched, he looked a tad disinterested. And I didn't get any of that from the games that I watched of him this cycle. I think that that was a lot more obvious. Um, But yeah, I totally agree with you. The one drawback why I admittedly am not willing to commit him as a first-round pick right this second is I think that there is a lot of over-aggression in his decision-making. It's like he sees, he thinks he sees something on the plays that he makes mistakes, and he's just like, I'm going to throw myself 100 miles an hour at that spot. And sometimes he guesses wrong, and he gambles wrong, and that leads him to being out of position. And that leads to big plays that needs to be reeled in. That's not something that's going to be resolved in his first training camp. That's going to take a full season worth of mistakes for him to make that correction. So just to sum sum that point up, I have him right now graded as a second round pick, a mid mid to late-ish second round pick behind some other linebackers in the class. Yep. But that I think is a fair spot for him
0: because of the traits. Yeah, and I think I think when we talked about him in the summer, I said that I would be willing to take Noah Soul in the first round. I'm a little, I, I called a little bit on him, Joe. So I ended up with a, a early second round grade because I still think that there is a possibility that this kid could be a special football player if he hits in the right situation. I did think though that compared 2021 to 2022, in my opinion, I don't think he took a massive step forward. I still think he was good. I still think he took a nice little step. But I didn't think he took the step that I wanted to, kind of projecting from the summer mm. to his final year. So I, I'm just a little less—I I almost say optimistic—because I still think he's going to be an excellent football player if he hits properly. But I just think that there's a little more, there's a little more variance to his to his draft projection than what maybe what I thought in the summer, right? Like I think that he's explosive. I think he's physical. A lot of great things, but there's going to be some. For the
1: ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early
0: Question marks as far as what his impact and pass coverage is going to be, so that, I think that holds him back just slightly. So I like Nosul a lot, but there's still some questions to be answered. Yeah,
1: questions to be answered certainly for him. Uh, looks like there's a an agreement there on him being a second round pick. Ryan, I want to talk about our second guy here, who is Henry Toa Toa from Alabama. Another very highly recruited kid came from the University of Tennessee, transferring to Alabama and played a few seasons there. Some thought he might have been a part of last class, and I, I think him returning Bene- is a benefit for him and his his draft perce- his draft projection. What I got from Hen- Henry Toa Toa very similar to some of the things that I noticed from the off season. He's really instinctual. Yes, I, I think that this is a kid who a really good athlete, smaller, much more compact. Who is listed at six foot two, two twenty eight ish, and he might be lighter than that. Um, But he's somebody when the ball is snapped and things start to progress, he's already at the line of scrimmage. He's already at at a position to make a play. And I love the instincts that he brings to the table. It's like a total 180 from him and Noah Sewell, who Sewell's, if he gambles and he guesses right, he's blowing up with a big hit. Toa Toa, on the other hand, is I see what's going on. I'm making a decision and I'm getting there quickly, and I'm making a play. It doesn't necessarily have to be a big play, but he's usually a guy that is near and at the football by the time the ball carrier is being brought down.
0: Henry Toto, and I have official weights from him from the spring. He was right at six foot one, right about 230 pounds, 33 oh, – sorry, I was reading at somebody else's line there that was the same exact size. That That's a little tricky. So 6'1", 230, 32 and a half inch arms, 6'6", wingspan, 10 and a quarter inch hands. So, you know, the length is sufficient, the size is fine for today's NFL. I mean, I personally see I think we see a lot of the same things with Toto in the sense that I think that he is a good processor. I think he sees the game at a at a, at a good level, just a good overall level, right? Like he sees the game and you could tell that he's played a lot of football in his career, right? Like he played Two years at Tennessee, played two years at Alabama. So this is a four-year player and three time, three-year full-time starter at both of those schools. So he's seen a lot of football. And I just don't think that eye candy really gets to him a lot, right? Like I think that he's usually in the right spot. I think he's a good overall athlete, just kind of like you stated, right? Like I think that he can move well. I think he's gonna be probably somewhere in the 460 to 465 range as a 40-yard dash kit. Like he's a Good, flexible athletes that I would say, though, is more smooth than explosive. Like, I wouldn't call him explosive. I would just say that he is just a good all-around athlete that, you know, out of his trigger, he's going to get downhill just fine. It's going to be good speed. It's going to be good getting out of his uh, out of his pedal into zone coverage. It's going to be good transitioning and flipping his hits in space. Like, he does all those things at a good level, in my opinion. So he's one of those guys that, I wouldn't say Henry To'o To'o is necessarily great at one thing. I would say that he's just good at everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just think that he's going to be a good will linebacker at the next level, a player that you can depend on for a long time, can h- give you impact in the pass game, can play in pursuits, can, will be in the right spot. And he might never be a dynamic player. He might never make, you know, multiple Pro Bowls. He may never be that guy that leads a team in tackle every single year, but I think that he's just going to be a good football player. So I just think that he, for me, checks a lot of boxes. Four-year player in the SEC, has seen a lot of football, consistent, always in the right spot. I just think that there's a dependability to how Henry Toa Toa plays.
1: Right, that's where I'm at with him is that you're drafting a guy. It's, again, total 180 of what we just talked about with Noah Sewell. Noah Sewell is, you draft this kid, you reel him in, you get him to... Yep. To, to hone in on some of that aggressiveness and use it in more of a, a productive way. And he's going to be maybe an all pro or a pro bowl caliber player. Conversely here at Toa Toa, he'll probably make some pro bowls. You, you know, he'll probably be a, a key piece on a good defense, but he's a kid that I know I can start right away. Like mm-hmm. he is somebody who I think a team that is like a linebacker and a couple pieces on defense away that you plug him in and he's going to have an eventual quick impact as a rookie. And he might be in a conversation as one of the better rookies in his class just because of how refined he is. But he's probably closer to his ceiling out of any of the guys that we're going to talk about because he's played so much football. There's only yeah. so much more developing that he's going to get. One of the big issues that I caught with Toa Toa that I think is going to take him time, and we talk about it a lot on this show, is it's not always easy to improve play strength. It's easier said than done if he improves it. I think it's it's massive upgrade for him. But I noticed at times the play strength popped up. There was one play where he tried to tackle B. John Robinson too high and he just got ran over. But you can't do that against Derrick Henry. You can't do that against Jonathan Taylor. If you're going to meet a guy in the gap, you need to be able to make a play. You need to tackle more soundly, but you need to be strong enough to make that tackle. I also saw some issues with him trying to get off of blocks. And it makes sense. He's, he's a smaller linebacker. He's one. he's 230. He's not going to be a head up guy leading the way. You just described him as a will, and that was my thought is he has to play will at the next level. This has to be a will backer at the next level because this is a pure instinct cleanup guy that just tracks the ball, avoids blockers, and then makes the
0: play. I think he's going to fit that perfectly at the next level. Uh, depending where he's drafted. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about Noah soul, Noah soul a downhill thumper, right? This That's not what Henry Toto is. So Henry Toto is an instinctive space player. Like, he's going to work in pursuit. He's going to be in the right spot. I think you said it perfectly with the cleanup player, right? Like, he's a guy that's going to take out the trash on the backside, man. Like, something sneaks through a gap, someone cuts back on the inside zone, and there's Henry and to making all their stop at the line of scrimmage over a two-yard gain. You know, like, I just think that he's that – Rock solid, dependable football player that, for whatever reason, feels like a New England Patriot to me. I don't know why. Like, it, I could just see him being yeah. that guy. That's just like he's a starting will for the New England Patriots, and that's just that's all she wrote. Because he's an Alabama guy. That's why. Seriously, <laughs> I didn't even think about that.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's interesting, and that's that's one to kind of pay attention to because he could he could fit right in into that system very, very easily and, and have a, a very productive rookie year. If we're talking about prode- projection though, I, I don't want to reveal my top five <laughs> so far too quickly uh-huh. um, because we're going to end up doing that reveal next week, but I do have him ranked again. ahead of new Noah Sewell Interesting. and I still have him as a second round pick. I don't have him any higher. Cause I think that again, that ceiling has already been met for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, But the reason why I have him slightly ahead of Sewell is that I can draft him to play right away and he's going to play at a strong level compared to Sewell, has a little bit of work to do and is probably going to be problematic at times for uh, what team selects him because he's going to take some time to, again, like we talked about, reel in some of that over-aggressiveness.
0: I feel like our opinions on these two are just flipped in the the sense that I guess I am – Leaning more towards the upside, while you are leaning more yeah. towards about the like immediate return, which you know is different ways to look at kind of the structure, right? So I actually had Henry Toto. What you had with Noah Sewell, I have him as a late second, early third round grade. Like I think that he'll potentially go a little higher because I think that he again he kind of checks all those boxes of being in the SEC and having solid size, solid athleticism, good athleticism. He hits all those boxes, so I think that he'll get drafted a little higher than an early third round pick. For instance, I just think there's a little bit of a cap, even though he's mm-hmm. just turned 22 this month. He's not an older player, but he's a guy that I just think I I, I don't see him taking a massive jump anytime soon, right? Like I think he is yeah. close to where he is, and there's nothing wrong with that because you need these ready-made players that can come in and can contribute early, right? Like there's a world where Noah Sewell comes in and he has to sit a few games or maybe even the first year to try to get used to the speed of the game. It's real in some of those better traits that he has to, to get the most out of him. Henry Toto is a guy that I think could start as a rookie he could give you good solid play and be the starting will linebacker for the foreseeable future. So late second, early third round grade on him. We'll probably go a little higher, but I just think that he's a rock solid player, but he is close to his ceiling.
1: I'm kind of laughing at the thought of how I ranked all of these linebackers. You put Drew Sanders at no, number I, one,
0: didn't you? you no, didn't. no,
1: no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I, I'm not that much of an idiot, but I'm just thinking how you pointed out how I valued readiness in this circumstance, but there's so much inconsistency in, <laughs> in, in that philosophy in my rankings, but yes. you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I don't think that it's crazy, but we're, we're gonna, next week's going to be fun. I'm excited to do our first player ranking reveal because uh, I think – And starting with linebackers of all positions, the one that you hold the closest and most dear to your heart, uh, you're definitely going to get pissed at me by some of these placements.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. Of
1: some of these guys. Um, Folks, that's going to be it from us. Make sure you head on over to um, betonline.ag for all the latest odds, sports news, and info. Uh, Use that promo code BELIEVE to get that 50% welcome bonus. Again, it's the best site for your betting action. Make sure you head on over to betonline.ag at Joe DeLeon at Rise and Draft. We'll be back with more folks. Enjoy the rest of your week.